Hey, I'm Stacy. And I'm Casey. And this is the Self Care Project Podcast, where we talk about all things health and wellness and how it works into our lives as busy professionals, moms, and entrepreneurs. Come sit with us as we spill the tea on how we still manage to take time for ourselves and make self care a priority. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a thing. And of course, share with your friends. Hope you enjoy. So here we are, um, Casey, I am super excited to chat with you um, about our topic today. And I feel like, um, I feel like stress is just one of those things that we need to talk about. And to be honest, we've been on the phone with each other for 30 minutes talking about some of the stressful things that have been going on in our own lives, like car trouble with adult children across the world and dog surgeries and, you know, deployments and all this stuff. Um, so I feel like I know we're not the only ones who are, are going through stressful things right now. So I feel like talking about how stress and how we manage that, um, when it comes to, especially exercise, um, I feel like that's really important. Yeah, absolutely. I'm super excited for this topic today because I'll be honest, it was not really something that I've ever even thought much about until I really started digging into the functional nutrition side of things. Um, so talking about adrenals today, um, <laughs> kind of has me geeking out just a little bit, honestly. Um, and I'm excited to <laughs> right? share kind of, <laughs> yeah, it's like, so I'm excited to share some of more of like a little bit more of the science stuff, but I promise it's not going to be a, um, a science class today, but then also, you know, like hearing some input from you when it comes specifically to the exercise piece. Um, and why that exercise and the type of exercise we do is really important depending on how our bodies are feeling. Absolutely. So you mentioned adrenals um, and I'm sure adrenal fatigue is a big buzzword right now, especially in the um, health and fitness industry. But can you kind of give our listeners an idea of what exactly you mean by adrenal fatigue? Because um, there's a lot of information going around. And so you just want to kind of give a little background on what adrenal fatigue actually is and maybe like what kind of effect this might have on your body or on your hormones or that kind of thing. Absolutely. Okay. So I think it's important to you to understand, to be able to understand a little bit what adrenal fatigue is, is that not everybody who's listening probably even knows what their adrenals are. Um, so for just a point of reference to help us understand why adrenals, um, what they are, and why they're so important. These are little glands that sit like right on top of your kidneys and their primary responsibility actually is your base level of energy. So again, we have no energy. We have to look at the adrenals, um, but they basically are what help us feel good. Okay. But when they become fatigued and they become weakened and they become impaired, um, they also can really, um, create, um, some pretty significant health issues that we're seeing a lot of today. So our adrenals release hormones that help regulate our metabolism, our blood pressure, um, immune system response and our stress response, the dreaded stress. Work. So when our, so when our body experiences stress for prolonged amounts of time, which hello, I think that's everybody at this point, um, <laughs> it, it can potentially really lead to chronic fatigue due to our system being constantly flooded with cortisol, which is that stress hormone. Um, and it's, it's flooding our system without, um, 
without our system basically being able to function in a way that allows us to return to like that balanced homeostasis kind of steady state of rest. Right. And so Casey, how would you compare this to like, I know maybe a lot of people, a lot of listeners haven't heard of adrenals or adrenal fatigue, but um, how would you compare that to like fight or flight? You know, we, we hear also buzzwords. Um, we hear about flight or fight or flight and being kind of in that mode sometimes when we're, um, when we're basically always having to be on, like we're in really stressful situations. And so how can you compare that? I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot here, but no worries. Yeah. So fight or flight is that. So when we talk about that, that, um, hormone release of cortisol, like that is what's being dumped into our system when we get into that quote unquote fight or flight mode. And so when our bodies are in stressful situations, you know, when we kind of feel like you'll hear people say like, oh, I just had like this, this kind of like, we get that short burst of energy or, um, hear crazy stories about people being able to lift things really heavy or whatever it is. That is what our bodies are experiencing. The problem that right, we you have, get that adrenaline pumping. Absolutely. And that, and, and the problem with that is that we know if you've experienced, if you've really experienced that, you know, how at some point like short lived that is. And if you think back about a time where you really were in like that high stress um, situation and how your body felt afterwards, like it almost goes like into that immediate, like once things kind of settle down, we almost experience like this overwhelming sense of exhaustion. Right. <clears throat> um, mm -hmm. And so, but it's kind of good that we get those moments of exhaustion, because what that means is that once our body has pumped all of the hormone out, that then our body has been able to process it and we've been able to excrete it and get rid of it to help us return back down to kind of that normal state. Um, what happens is when we aren't able to return. And so when we're living a life of like running and going, and there's all these things you mentioned, like there's the car stuff, you've had your car stuff, the kids are having car stuff, the dog's got stuff going on, right. we're ready for deployment. And so our bodies are staying in this extended period of stress. And there's a hormone response that's happening throughout the duration of that. And so what happens is whenever we see that constant state of stress, and we don't have um, systems in place or processes in place that allow us better management of stress that leads to a myriad of problems, um, dysregulation of hormones, weight gain, all of, all of those types of things. So how you mentioned fatigue, um, we can talk about hormones and weight gain and stuff like that. And a little bit like how, how this kind of physically, like from more of like, a like your physical body, but how, you mentioned chronic fatigue or being tired. Like how does, how, what happens with your adrenals and, and then you end up with this chronic fatigue and how could somebody identify that or how what could somebody do? How can we better address that from, so as a functional nutrition person, how can you tell us how we can address that? Absolutely. So I think, um, so when we talk about chronic fatigue and we're talking about, you know, trying to be motivated, you know, we have those days when you have those days where you really are struggling with like, it's not, I think the important thing to know is chronic fatigue. When we're talking about true attack system, chronic fatigue, this is not just like, oh, I woke up today. I'm a little tired. You know, it was really hard to get myself out of bed. Um, that's very different than when we are talking about true chronic, chronic fatigue. Um, and our 
the body's energy production and those hormones being um, overworked um, and our bodies not being able to basically process the hormone that's being released within the cells. Um, we can't get rid of it. It's staying in our system. We're talking about an, the inability to basically get yourself out of bed. It's not like, well, I got up this morning, but I'm really tired. Like I hit the snooze one time and I've kind of been dragging, you know, and it's in it's a short term, acute day or two. Like people that hmm. suffer from chronic fatigue, it's like, this is ongoing for days and weeks and sometimes months. Um, and when that fatigue really sets in, it's completely, it can, it's completely debilitating. Um, and it's really a big red flag, um, for the system that's been overtaxed. Um, so you're going to see somebody that's maybe like not even able to perform their activities of daily living, what we call our ADLs. This isn't somebody that's just like, oh, I'm a little tired or oh, I didn't feel like doing that today. No, this is somebody that physically cannot get things done. And you may see things like they may actually have some unexplained hunger or they are like, all of a sudden they've got cravings that are out of control. They have digestive issues. There's electrolyte problems going on. Um, blood pressure is really um, impacted right here. Um, and probably one of our base level, um, what we call our tier one non-negotiables is really mm -hmm. looking at that blood sugar balance. Um, we really need to understand um, the impact that our blood sugar truly does have um, and understanding that things like sugar and caffeine, um, these things that we've been told to like give us those like brief little bursts of energy mm -hmm. <laughs> in the long run, they're actually um, contributing to our, to our problem. So it's important that we really look at everything from a whole body functional um, lens, because that's really the only way that we really start to understand um, and address what is really going on in there. Right. And so I think that a lot of times people kind of confuse and giving you energy. Caffeine doesn't give you any energy at all. There is no, um, when we think of energy and a nutrition in the nutrition world, we're talking about calories, like calories are like the fuel for your car. So if your car doesn't have any fuel in it, then it doesn't run. Well, if your body doesn't have any calories in it, then it doesn't go. But caffeine, adding caffeine into your diet isn't, um, isn't giving you any calories to give you more energy. It's just a stimulant. So then mm -hmm. you have your, you have your body is already running on empty. And then you're just going to basically go in and grab it by the shoulders and give it a good shake, you know, with, with having a whole lot of extra caffeine. And so that, that really, I feel like for a lot of people, they feel like that's the answer. You know, we're, we're burning the candle at both ends. And the only thing mm -hmm. we can do is, is, add more stimulant to it because it temporarily makes us feel like we have more energy. And I feel like, you know, a lot of people are, are looking to that because they are busy and because they are stressed out and because they have like, you can't possibly add one more thing like, Oh, you want me to sit down and look at what my nutrition looks like. And, but I've got all these other things going on and I'm tired and I don't ever like, and the kids are screaming at me and the dog wants to be fed. <laughs> You know Absolutely. what I mean? So yeah. I, I think that's, um, I think that's like the perfect segue though. Like I have a lot of clients who I predominantly work with busy women. So whether mm -hmm. it be busy moms or, um, you know, busy, just busy women, 
period, professionals, um, you're either busy because you're running around with kids, you're busy because you're working, but I just tend to, that tends to be the majority of people that I work with. Um, or I'm working with men in my day job who have jobs that are stressful and they're under eating, over exercising, can't lose weight. You're talking about major hormone disruption. Um, so these people are coming to me and they're seeing all of this stuff about high intensity exercise. They want to do CrossFit, mm-hmm. not the CrossFit sad. I'm a, I'm a CrossFitter, but right. they want to do all of these things, but they're already like pegging out on, on their stress. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. they've got all these things going on and then they're coming to me and they're basically begging, like, please give me one more thing to just beat the crap <laughs> out of my body with. And, <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, you it's know, so true though. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's the same thing with food. It's like, it's you know, Oh, I'm, I'm having, Oh God, it's the worst. And men are the worst about it. Oh, I'm having, you know, an energy drink. I had a monster for breakfast because, you know, I'm trying to intermittent fast and then I'm not going to eat lunch because I'm so busy at work. And then I'm going to get home and my wife is going to make me hamburger helper. And I'm like, Holy moly, like, (laughs) hold on. First of all, you're not eating anything. You're, you're definitely not um, doing any kind of exercise, any kind of weight training, anything like that. And then we're talking about, Oh, I had zero sex drive. My hair's falling out. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, see, I said, I wasn't going to have an alarm and then I did. Um, but these are all things that people don't really think about how the impact of, of what you eat and the exercise you do and how that has on your hormones. And when your hormones are out of balance, it doesn't matter what you're eating or what you're not eating or what you're doing or what you're not doing. There's all of this weight gain inflammation and your body's hanging on to stuff because your body is telling you to stop and mm-hmm. you just keep going. So like really quick, just kind of give me like the Cliff's Notes version of like from a, from a functional perspective, like how are these hormones actually affecting your weight gain and what's the difference between weight gain and what we might see with inflammation? Yeah. So I think the biggest thing is, um, like you, you really already nailed it, Stacey. Like, and when we talk about what's going on in our body and we think like, we have to learn to balance, um, stress is like such an underlying root cause of so many things. Um, and so when you talk about, um, when you're talking about a stressful life and you're talking about trying to get, trying to lose weight and we're talking about inflammation, um, it's really important to understand. So like, if you're having trouble losing weight, there's a myriad of things that could be going on nutrition wise, lifestyle wise, um, hormone imbalances and things like that. When we talk about inflammation and it's sometimes one thing I think it's important to notice that people inflammation, when we talk about inflammation in the body, like as a, from a systemic approach, we're not talking about like a swollen knee or something that you would see, like when you have an injury, right? Because that is inflammation, right? And people think inflammation, they think swelling. Okay. So if you take that concept and you internalize that and you get into your, and you look at it from a digestive standpoint, um, and things like that, if your, if your body is being fed things that your body cannot process, you are going to have inflammation. Okay. And that presents in a myriad of different ways. You suffer from like, I mean, hello, mom's brain fog all of the time, fatigue, Mm -hmm. 
I mean, you can dig into like, if you don't poop regularly, like, I know we don't want to talk about that. That's gross. But if you're not pooping regularly, there's something going on in your body. We right. And should be- all of those things <laughs> are staying in your body. So that's something that people don't think about either is like, if you're not having regular bowel movement, all of those things that your body does not need are staying inside of your body. And now the things that do need to go into your body, all of the vitamins, the minerals, the healthy fats to be able to transport these hormones to all the places that they need to go, aren't getting where they need to go because there's somebody in the way. It's like, it's like being out in Japan during golden week and you just want to go home, (laughs) but there's all the traffic. But I do think about like inflammation, you know, if you like seeing, like I was a gymnast. All right. So I have, I have sprained and rolled my ankles and everything so many times. So when you sprain your ankle, you roll your ankle, like your body has an immediate reaction to protect the ankle by swelling up and throwing Mm -hmm. water around that joint. um, and making it sore. Like your body's trying to tell you, like, get off of my leg. it needs a break. And so I feel like when we have inflammation in our body, if you think about, just like you said, your stomach is not digesting something, your intestines, or you have something going on in your body, or you're eating things that you shouldn't be eating, or you're stressing, um, your cause it's the same thing in inside of your body that happens on the outside of your body for a joint. Mm -hmm. So you're, it's pumping all of this water and all of these fluids into that area or into your entire body. So you, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, I'd say, I I hate to use the term weight gain, but there's a lot of water weight retention that comes along with inflammation that people don't realize, like you don't always need to be in a calorie deficit to have an actual, to bring down that inflammation. You just need Mm -hmm. to be giving your body good food so that you're nourishing your body properly and resting. And that's the part that when you're prescribing exercise for people that when I have these busy moms, there's no way in hell that I'm going to ask this busy mom to go show up and do high intensity exercise five days a week. When I know what her body really needs is to sit in the bath and have a cup of hot tea <laughs> and read a book for an hour without anybody bothering her. Like that's the kind of stuff that your body needs. And I think that everybody gets hung up on this whole weight loss thing. And what you really need to do is get your mind right, get your nutrition right, and just move your body in a way that supports where your body is at at that time. Absolutely. I think, I think probably the, one of the most profound statements that I've learned um, in all of my studies is it is not what you eat. It's what your body can do with what you eat. Okay. And that is not my plug to go out and eat whatever Mm -hmm. the mess you want. That is my plug to help you understand that like what is healthy for one may not be healthy for another. If your body can't process it, it doesn't really matter what its nutritional value is. If your body doesn't like it, then, then it's irrelevant for you. And I think that's one of the biggest things. And I love that you specifically mentioned like the, the busy mom thing. Um, because what I would, what I would actually like too is like, so we've talked about like, not everybody wants to do, not everybody can or should do high intensity exercise. You know, um, mm-hmm. you know, you mentioned like sometimes what a mom needs isn't actually more exercise. It's not something to add to her plate. It's something that's going to help her really pay attention to her mind, mind and body. 
but how also do you, because, you know, let's be honest, you work out a whole lot more than I do. When you get up in the mornings, like, do you base your, what you do for that day, your exercise based on how your body's feeling, or do you kind of, or do we ignore our bodies and say, okay, this is what's on my schedule. This is what I know I want to do. And so I'm going to do it anyway. Right. I, I feel like there's this, um, there is definitely a lot of do more with less, put more on your plate, the whole same thing, burn the candle at both ends. Like if you're not missing sleep and losing sleep, staying up all night and you're not working hard enough. And I really feel like, especially as women that we kind of get trapped in this do more, do more. Um, so I think that it's important for me, I, last week is a perfect example. I woke up on Tuesday morning and I normally am up at four o'clock, four, four, I'll say four thirty. I'm not really up at four o'clock. <laughs> My alarm goes off at four o'clock and I, I hit snooze for a while. I haven't listened to enough of Mel Robbins five, four, three, two, one to get my butt out of bed at four o'clock. So, um, I'm usually crawling out of bed at four 30, but, um, when I got up on Tuesday, I just felt rotten. Like I was felt the beginning of a migraine. I had a tough workout the day before. I just really wasn't feeling it. I messaged my gym partner and I was like, you know, I really feel like I need some extra rest today. I'm still a little jet lagged. I feel a headache coming on. I think I'm going to take some extra time to sleep. And so I feel like it's important to kind of check in with your body, um, to check in, like, how did I eat yesterday? Did, did I have a function where I had to be out somewhere and I ate things that maybe I don't typically eat? Um, did I have alcohol yesterday? Um, how, how stressful was my, I work a full-time job that I work in recreation. Let's be honest. Like I have a really cool <laughs> job, but my job can be stressful sometimes. Um, so that, you know, thinking about that, I had traveled, um, over 16 hours of time zones. And so I was suffering some really major jet lag. So could I have gone and pushed through that workout and, and been okay. Yes. But was that going to benefit me any at all for that day or by, by taking the extra time to sleep that morning and going to the gym later? Now we'll tell you, like, try to get away from this. Never miss a Monday mindset because we do want to check in with our body. I do mm -hmm. want to know how my nutrition was. I do want to know how sore I am. Did my body have time to recover from what I did in the previous couple of days, um, you know, how stressful is my current situation? So I, I want to check in with those things, but I also want to be realistic with myself and know that I'm not always going to be motivated. And so I need to check in and say, okay, so maybe on a scale of one to five, one being, <laughs> I feel like absolute garbage and five feeling like I could run a marathon today, that if I'm around a three, that maybe I adjust my workout for that day to maybe not be so intense. If I'm going in and I'm mm -hmm. feeling like a five, like I'm going to go in and crush some stuff. I'm going to lift some heavy weight. I might throw in some high intensity stuff. If I'm feeling like absolute garbage, I was feeling that garbage on Tuesday, then I'm probably going to take the day off. But being able to be in tune enough with yourself and ask yourself those questions, it's really important because if you are not honest with yourself and you think that you're a one every day and then you just never go to the gym, well, that's not doing yourself any good either. And while 
sometimes I might, I might find myself most often a three, four or a five, <laughs> I'm still going to show up. I may just adjust what I do. So instead mm-hmm. of running that day, I might just get some extra steps in and do some walking instead of doing a higher intensity workout. I might just do some weightlifting. I might do some extra foam rolling because I'm really sore from the couple of days before. So I think it's really important to, to have some kind of way to check in with yourself and evaluate that so that just like you want your food to work for you, you also want your fitness to work for you. If I'm going in and beating the hell out of myself every day and it's not actually doing anything other than just beating the hell out of me, then that's really, it's not making me any stronger. It's not making me any fat. So we want to be mindful that more. Yeah, that's, that's completely spot on for sure. I mean, and I think it's some time too of adjusting our mindset of not exercise doesn't have to mean like super hard beating our body up exercise. Like you, like you said, perfectly go get some extra steps in that day. Great. If you just move your body, because even when we're like feeling like kind of run down and stuff, that extra movement, we know that exercise actually does promote. It actually does help us feel better. There's a response that goes on in our body that is allowing that exercise to actually benefit us. Um, so I think that's, I think that's huge. I think the biggest, I, I feel like the biggest takeaway is just really honing in on how your body's feeling, what your body needs. Um, accepting that every day isn't going to be the same day. We need to be able to adjust. We need to be able to assess um, and then do what we really, really feel like is, is best for us in that day and understand that whatever our best is, that that's right, right? It's not this, well, I could have done this, but I didn't feel like it, so I did this. So, and then we beat ourselves up for not doing the harder stuff. Like whatever we've got for that day, we give ourselves whatever we have um, and, and just learn honestly to respect our bodies so that we aren't falling into these bouts of really heavy fatigue. Um, and then we're, you know, in the cycle of basically like, we're not, we're not able physically or mentally able to do things. And we have these long stretches of time where we're really just, we're, you know, we're, we're on the struggle bus and we, and we can't seem to get off of it. So I think it's like finding that balance, being able to do some of that self-assessment. Right. Um, and I, I, yeah, I mean, I think that, I think that's it in a nutshell. Yeah. I think that, um, you know, we have to remember that exercise is also stress. And so when you're, um, when you're looking at the different stressors that you have on your body, not all stress is bad stress. There's, there's distress and there's you stress and even some stress that we kind of think of as being bad is actually good stress. It teaches us how to be able to regulate things. I, I feel like, um, a lot of our kids now don't ever, they've, they've never really had to struggle until the C word, you know, uh, <laughs> they've never really had any kind of major struggles. And I think, uh, my daughter called me the other day and she said, you know, um, she had an accident. She rear-ended some, she's fine. Um, thank goodness. But, um, yeah. she rear-ended somebody and she said, this stressful thing that happened to her was terrible. Like I would never wish that anybody get into a car accident, but that stressful situation taught her a valuable lesson, a couple of valuable mm-hmm. lessons that taught her to be prepared. It taught her 
that she can use her breath and she can use all of these things to calm herself down in a stressful situation. And so those stressful times are really important, but it's also really important when she was done with that stressful situation, she went home and took a nap because she's like, I was just drained. Well, she would have gone on to work and had been like, run, 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 hustle, hustle, Mm -hmm. hustle all day. And would have never given her that her body, that time to kind of recover from that stressful situation. Then she would have just continued to pile on that, that stress without any recovery. And the same thing happens with your body with exercise. So when you, uh, most people, if you're in the fitness industry or you have been working out for a while, like, you know, you do a heavy leg day one day, you don't do a heavy leg day the next day, right? You give yourself 48 hours, usually sometimes longer in between two heavy leg days. So then that way your body, your legs have time to recover. Even so much as you might do a heavy leg day this day and a light high rep leg day the next time, like 48 hours later, Mm -hmm. the same thing goes for high intensity exercise. People think that you're just going to show up this class and you're going to do this high intensity exercise every single day. Well, that might work for a while. Like you might get shredded. It might work for a while, but there will come a point when, if you are not managing your stress properly, that that could actually be a negative stress on your body. It doesn't happen for Mm -hmm. everybody. There's been periods of time where I've literally done CrossFit six days a week. I've competed. I've taught fitness classes. I've done all these things. But when you're not managing the rest of the stress in your life and it starts to compound, then that's when we start to run into problems. So it really is important that you're checking in with your body. You're checking in with yourself and you're giving yourself plenty of rest time. Absolutely. It all, it all comes down to that just mindfulness and being aware, um, and listening to your body, listening to your body and understanding that, um, you know, this is life is literally not a race that anybody wins. (laughs) Like, no, absolutely not. It all ends the same for us. And so I hope if people can, I hope if we can at least take something, can take that away from us. Like there is no reward at the end for having the most stressful life for doing no. the most things and being the most frazzled out of control, like person, like there's no reward for that. So right. Like grace. I, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like you should get the most award for being the less stressed person. Like why wow. are we not looking at the people who are cool, calm and collected? Their, their yeah. skin looks perfect. They're just relaxed and they don't. Yeah. It was like, where are the, where are those people at? Why they're definitely not the type A people though. Right. No, um, no, no, no. And actually it's funny to say that type, type A is actually, it is actually something that contributes to your stuff. Like your personality type. Absolutely. It's something you have to be aware of and um, I mean, yeah. understand. <laughs> so um, what I am going to do is I am going to drop a free, um, like a, an index for our listeners to grab. Um, so there's click on the link in the show notes and I'm going to drop an index in there. Just basically like a check-in index just Mm -hmm. to say like, all right, this is how I'm feeling today. Um, on a scale of one to five, give you like internally at what's been going on with your body. So then that way you have a better idea of 
what you should be doing that day. And I think that'll be really helpful for our listeners like yeah. to evaluate. Like, no, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't show up, but unless you're training for something specifically, like why are you killing yourself? Like, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. I'm excited. So, all right, Casey, it has been amazing, but it's that time. Yeah. It's that time. Yeah. So I'm super, I'm super excited all for right. all the, all of our future topics. Yes. So we have some more great stuff um, coming around the adrenal fatigue topic that Casey and I are going to dive into in the next couple of episodes. So um, stay tuned. Make sure that you subscribe if you want to hear more from us and always um, feel free to reach out to either one of us and ask any questions. Absolutely. And...